0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Coast Coast Podcast. Today we're bringing y'all finally, finally, finally some fantasy football content. It's <laughs> about that time. It's about that time. Yeah. Y'all hyped? I know. We're year? so excited. Yep. Yep. Um, so a couple days ago we did some polls on our story, uh, some, some tough draft day decisions, you know, some guys with similar ADP uh, with like similar production last year that, you know, have similar value right now going into next season. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about those 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 poll uh, results as well as add some more um, comparisons between players. So let's just get right into it. The first one was Zeke versus Chubb. Chubb actually won the poll 14 to 11. Um, yeah. What's your insight on this one, Carson?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, like, you know, both fantastic options at, like, the late – late end of the first round, uh, you know, with Zeke, uh, you know, Zeke's, I'm expecting a bounce back year for sure, just because, you know, it was really tough for him with the O-line being so banged up and then Dak not being there. But um, I expect like more touchdown, like regression to the mean. Like, I mean, I think he only had like six last year. It's pretty, you know, very, very low for him, but he's in a very like pass heavy Offense, And, you know, he's still going to get a lot of touches just because it's going to be a ton of volume. But it still is pass first at the end of the day, whereas Chubb is like the workhorse and like one of the most, you know, run heavy schemes in the league. And he has the fantastic O-line. So I'd probably give Chubb the slight edge, but it's definitely close. But I'll just go with Chubb. Uh, I mean, Hunt will eat into a little bit, but I think he could have close to like 300 carries this year and just, you know, maybe lead the league in rushing. Like, I think... Him and the
2: O-line and the scheme have that potential. So I'm going to go Chubb. Yeah. I would say, yeah, it it is a really close race. I feel like if you get into a pickle where, like, one guy, let's say, like, you're looking at Chubb and Chubb gets right picked right before you and you still got Zeke on the board, I think Zeke's still a fantastic option. But I think at this time, Mm -hmm. we just got to see the Cowboys O-line be healthy. I think that's the only thing. We've seen the Browns line be healthy. We've seen what's done to them. But when we saw the healthy Cowboys O-line, we saw DeMarco Murray, who was absolute bum on these other teams, become an absolute god at running back. And Zeke is much yeah. more talented than DeMarco Murray. You put Zeke on another team, I think he'd be really successful. So I think I'd say the floor for Zeke is much lower, but I'd say the ceiling's higher than Chubb's, while Chubb is a steadier floor with a lower ceiling because he's got – I'd say – because Hunt is probably going to get much more, touch, much more touches than a guy like Pollard is, but you also got to look into the fact that Hunt's also – uh, not, not the Browns are also going to be throwing a lot less than the uh, Cowboys are. So there's a lot of factors, but for the time being, looking at like a preseason week one sort of deal, I'm going to rock with Chubb with a slight edge. But if you're going for upside in the pick, I think you go with Zeke. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah, obviously I'm taking Zeke. Um, my one thing is with him is he gets receptions more than Chubb. Um, and he's in there, you know, for pass pro. He's probably one of the best you know, blocking running backs in the league. So he's going to be in there on third downs um, and he's going to catch passes. Uh, so that's, that's, that's like my only slight edge over Chubb. Other than that, Chubb is an absolute workhorse, but next one, uh, another really close one, Ridley versus Justin Jefferson, uh, both really young receivers that, you know, really established themselves as wide receiver ones last season. Um, but Ridley actually won the poll 14 to 10. Um Yeah, I'm still torn on this one. Like, if they're both on the board, I don't really know who to pick. Liam, who you got?
2: Yeah, uh, super close. I feel like an ADP these guys in terms of wide receivers are like five and six looking at the rankings. But with Ridley, it just looks a little bit more leaning towards his side. You don't have a solidified run game out there in Atlanta. you got Mike Davis, but he's an aging running back. While on the other side, you got Dalvin Cook, a guy who can be a workhorse for you, and we saw in games last year where even though Justin Jefferson is a talented wide receiver, they just decided to opt with going towards Dalvin Cook. I know towards the end of the season, Dalvin Cook was getting like 30 touches a game, and they weren't really throwing it at all at Thielen and Jefferson. While I feel like in Atlanta, you know Arthur Smith is going to realize at one point that Mike Davis can't get running to the ground, and that he's going to have to look towards Kyle Pitts and. Calvin Ridley but you know Calvin Ridley can create such great separation with his route running, one of the best in the game for this reason I'm gonna run with Ridley yeah
1: yeah, yeah super close again I think both players are already like really great fancy options and they have even more room to improve because you know you look about you look at Ridley you know Julio's gone so he's getting even more targets uh and then you got Jefferson who you know, had a fantastic year last year and then, you know, still didn't even score that many touchdowns. Um, and I think, you know, he's, you know, definitely in line to score a few more. Um, I think, uh, you know, like Liam said, Cook, uh, you know, probably going to take, definitely have a lot more touches than someone like Mike Davis. But, I mean, there's still a lot going on in, uh, you know, the passing of the Vikings. You still have Thielen there. Uh, Irv Smith, I think, is going to have a huge jump. It's someone that, uh, you know, going to be riding about in and article pretty soon. I really like Earth Smith as like a late tight end option. Uh, whereas, you know, in Atlanta, it's like, you know, you got Russell Gage, like maybe, and then Pitts as well. Um, so both similar situations. I think, I think I'll just go Jefferson slightly just because you can get him, you know, a few picks later than Ridley. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, they, they have the same ceiling to me. Like I can easily see these guys like both top five.
0: Yeah. Um, my thing is with Ridley is he's got Arthur Smith and Arthur Smith. We saw, you know, turn Jonu Smith, AJ Brown into Derrick Henry into one of the best offenses in the league. Um, and he likes, he likes having a clear cut wide receiver one like he did with uh, AJ Brown. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go Ridley for that pick. Um, but both are great options up next is my favorite player in the league. Dak Prescott versus Russell Wilson. Um, Dak won this fifteen to eleven, I believe. Was it Dak? I thought Russ had won this, but I don't know. I wrote down that Dak won. Either way, the, I don't remember the result. Either way, it's it's pretty close. Um, I think Dak's ADP is slightly higher, but Russell Wilson's been doing this for like years and years and years. Like he's he's played every single game of his entire like eight nine year career. So, um. You know, obviously both. Russ
2: won 15 to 11. Yeah, it
0: was Russ 15 to 11, not Dak 15 to 11. But um, I think I just wrote Dak because I was going to take Dak. But <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Dak just because he's got so much more upside. But, uh, yeah, who are you guys taking? Carson?
1: Uh, This one's pretty simple to me. I think it's really like Dak has a much higher potential ceiling and he's a little bit riskier for sure than Russ, who doesn't have the same upside as Dak. But I think it's a much safer pick to – you know stay healthy and be consistent it's not like I don't trust Dak it's just you know he is coming off a pretty grueling injury and he's already having you know some some troubles with uh, his lat he got a a weird you know injury that normally only happens with uh, with baseball players but I think I'd still take Dak just the upside is a lot a lot higher because they're like an insane uh, you know throwing offense whereas I think the Seahawks even with the new OC they're still gonna they're still going to try and balance it out, even with, you know, how talented and great Russ is. So, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Dak, too.
2: Yeah, I think – I don't think it's honestly close in this opinion. I love what Russ is. I've had Russ, like, three years in a row in fantasy. But I think Dak – He's always solid. Like, he always, you know, gives you decent points. He gives you, like, 20 a game, and you can't go wrong with that. But I feel like a guy (laughs) like Prescott, I feel like the worst game he could give you is, like, 18, 17. But he also can go off for, like, 35, 38 when, like, you wouldn't be surprised. You know, a very high passing volume offense. He has three guys that can go over a 1,000 yards. That wouldn't surprise me. And a tight end that I really like, oh, what's his name? Dalton Schultz. He had some good games last year, by the way. And, you know, even having the ability to dump it off to Zeke, Zeke and Pollard can both make, you know, room in the open field. Um, I just think Prescott, he's going to have the volume. And if you want to look at it from a different perspective, you can also see that, like, Seattle might be winning more, could win, probably would win more games than the Cowboys. And you think the Cowboys be trying to make efforts to come back in games and they're not set to start throwing the ball. And I don't care about the empty stats bullshit or whatever thing you're going to say. Um, you got to run with uh, Dak in this case. I think Dak's going to throw the ball a lot more because they're going to have a lot closer games, especially in a division where I think it's kind of level in some cases with the football team and even the Giants, uh, if they you know turn around Danny Dimes uh, getting in the dog piles.
0: Yeah. Bro, Dak is just, like, that dude, bro. Like, watching Hard Knocks, he, he just wants it so bad. Like, he's, oh. he's hungry. He's out there. Like, he's really he's really determined to win. Like, he's yeah, a leader. Yeah, it's hard not to
2: root for Dak. Yeah. I saw that clip where he was, like, getting pissed that they were, like, cutting his reps, and he's like, I'll go yeah. fuck up my ass off to get here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry,
1: uh, not sorry, a guy I'm that's – like... I'm watching this right after this, for sure. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: he's not a guy that's, like, going to go let, you know, the backup QB go take some reps while he takes, you know, takes a break. He's not like you know, these some other people yeah. in the league that might just, you know, chill, let the let the young guy get some reps. Like, nah, he's in there beating everybody. ass. like Gardner
2: Minshew. Hey, this man Dak was leading the league in passing yards, like, two weeks after he was injured. Yeah, bro. You guys yeah. remember, like, he was on yeah. track for, like, 6,000 yards passing, which honestly yeah. wasn't going to happen, but he was definitely going to have a 5,000-yard season. Yeah.
0: He was going to have an insane season regardless. Um, And his interception numbers have just been going down every season. Um, like this. But next up, Hawkinson versus Kyle Pitts. Obviously, Hawkinson we saw breakout last year in a great way, like one of the most consistent tight ends. But Pitts, probably the most talented tight end we've seen come out of the draft since Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. like
2: Vernon was, Davis as a prospect, 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah. but – Pitts blew him out the water, 19-7. to He's got higher ADP than Hawkinson, but at this point, like, Pitts hasn't proved much. I'm still taking Hawkinson until I see it from Pitts on the NFL field.
2: Yeah, I was super shocked when we did this poll because I picked Hawkinson, and just looking at the numbers, I was like, wow, like, he got beat that bad? And I feel like Hawkinson, you got to look. There's no one in front of him in that offense. Don't tell me Tyrell Williams is going to get more uh, targets than him. Don't tell me – DeAndre Swift's going to get more targets than him out of the backfield. Don't tell me uh Amon Ross, St. Brown. There's no one more proven than Hawkinson on this team. Deep Sleeper, though. St. Brown. Yeah, this guy was a pro bowler for a reason. He's going to be out there for most downs because he can pass block like it's no one's business and run block, and he can also go out there and catch a lot of balls. Also, I mean, Kyle Pitts has Calvin Ridley, a superstar wide receiver in front of him. I don't think Pitts is going to be bad at all. I think Pitts could break a lot of rookie tight end records, but I think you got to rock with Hawkinson because he's set in stone and we know what he's going to be.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Pitts, you know, the reason Pitts won the poll is just it's way cooler. It would be way cooler to have Kyle Pitts on your team than TJ Hawkinson, no offense to him. It's just, you know, Pitts is like one of the, you know, you guys mentioned it, he's one of the, like the high, you know, Highly, most highly touted prospects of the tight end position like we've ever seen. It's, you know, it's pretty funny. And then it is fantasy football. That's why it'd be super fun to have them. But I mean, Hawkinson, I mean, you get, you know, honestly the same amount of upside. Like you said, he is like the clear cut guy. He's honestly like reminds me a lot of like Darren Waller's situation where like, he is like the only guy, he is the main, main guy in that offense. Um, and, you know, Jared Goff you know, downgrade from Stafford, but still someone that's going to be able to get him the ball Um Whereas Pitts, I think is he's going way, way, way earlier than Hawkinson. Like you can get Hawkinson probably round two rounds after Pitts, and probably they're gonna put a very similar production. Uh, so I think I'd go Hawkinson just for the value, but Pitts yeah. is definitely the way more fun play. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at you either for taking him. But yeah. Hawkinson you just get you can just get way later. So the value is
2: hard to pass up.
0: He's always a threat to just catch a touchdown and save his week. Like, he could have two he points. Loved him last
2: week. I mean, last year, Jose. That man saved you.
0: Like, out of nowhere, dude just catches a touchdown. Boom. Great week. Like, that's all you need from him. Um, that's all
1: you need from the tight end, yeah. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, just score a touchdown. Just give me, like, ten. If you don't have, you know, like, the, the Kelseys and yeah. Kittles.
0: Um, Which I think Hawkinson
1: could get into that group, man. He could, you know, borderline get in that group somewhere.
0: Up next, we got Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins versus Najee Harris. Another one that I thought Dobbins was going to take easily, but Najee actually takes it 17-10. to 10. Um, I think Najee's got a little bit higher ADP, but uh, I just don't like his O-line. What, what do you think about this one, Liam? I know we were talking about it before.
2: Yeah, It just – the running back, like, room plus Lamar Jackson just kind of scares me away in Baltimore. I felt like the only people that I'm really like would be comfortable drafting from Baltimore this year would be Lamar and like Mark Andrews. Everyone else kind of just gives me iffy vibes. I don't know, Gus Edwards. Bayman as a stash. Hmm? But, but yeah, Bayman as a
0: stash.
2: 100%. But like, and Sammy Watkins week one, obviously, is going to be my starting wide receiver. But uh, yeah. But I mean, pretty otherwise, pretty like. I don't know. What honestly, Dobbin's had a fantastic end of the year. I was super hyped looking towards getting him the following season, which was obviously this one coming up. But with Najee, he's kind of the clear-cut guy. There's really nobody on that team that's shown potential outside of like Jalen Samuels being a good PPR guy, like kind of like a shittier version of J.D. McKissick in a way. But I think Najee's going to run away with it because they got to be able to change the pace. When because if you want the passing game to work, you got to have an established running game as well which is what we have to see from, you know, a lot of these teams. I think, like, we look at Clyde edwards layer. I don't think we're going to talk him in this video, but he's a guy that if he takes the next step, it's going to make that Chiefs offense so much deadlier. But uh, just going back on the note, I'm working with Harris. He's just such a workhorse back. He has it all, like, in his DNA, and that's what I got. Yeah, the, uh,
1: the O-line doesn't scare me as much just because I know that Harris is just going to get an insane amount of work He's, you know, they've already been preaching in training camp. Like, he is like the bell cow back. He's a three-down back. And uh, I, I just really like him in that, you know, made, like, second round. And I think whereas Dobbins, you know, he's not even the lead rusher on his team. So uh, I, I definitely will take uh, Najee for sure because uh, he's going to get a ton, a ton of volume.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the reason I like Dobbins is just because he's, he's going, like, fourth round. You could damn near get him as your flex, and be. Yeah, set. I love him
1: as a flex, but yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. Um, next up, an absolute landslide, my guy Ceedee Lamb, blows DJ Moore out the water, 19 to seven, um, and nothing against DJ Moore. I think he's gonna be, you know, have a great season. Uh, obviously, he's got Donald at the helm now, but Lamb, I think, breaks into wide receiver one, like, like low end wide receiver one territory next season.
2: Yeah, I agree. But, but I mean, what we saw out of CD Lamb last year when he had Dak, I believe he was on pace for about like thirteen hundred yards. Um, we've seen he's been having a great camp, you know, going against uh, Jalen Ramsey in their um, like inter squad scrimmages. Um, love to see that. But I think you know he's such a. I think he's got such more potential than Amari Cooper. Amari, I feel like it's like Amari. It's like Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. It's a huge bull take here. It could be like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, just like in the way like they are as wide receivers, that Julio's a go up there and get it kind of guy, while Calvin Ridley's a guy that's a great route runner and a good change of pace, which I think Amari Cooper can. I think Amari Cooper is just under that elite status, and I feel like CeeDee Lamb can jump above him this season. Uh, I just love what he brings to the table, uh, kind of has – all the tools you want in a wide receiver. So I'm taking CD. I love DJ Moore, by the way. I think DJ Moore is a good flex option this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really like DJ Moore. Um, Carson, you got anything else to add? Yeah,
2: same. Yeah, same. I I like both of the
1: Panthers receivers. We're going to get to Robbie Anderson later. Really like both of them as flex guys. But CD Lamb has like a top 10 wide receiver written all over him. He is most likely pretty sure like he's the number one guy now. I think like, you know, with Cooper, like, dealing with some injuries, you know, in training camp, and C.D. just, like, tearing it up in training camp. He's for sure the number one guy and one of the heaviest passing offenses out there. And honestly, if Dak, like, if Dak would have stayed healthy, he probably would have finished as at least, like, a top 12, top, you know, 13 wide receiver. And he's, you know, he was still pretty good, even with, you know, Dalton and those other guys. So I think with Dak healthy, like, sky's the limit for C.D. I think he's going to go off this year.
0: Yeah. I've never been more excited for a Cowboys season. Um, like in my life, pretty much. <laughs> um, I mean, our team is just... going to
1: be fun, man. I'd, I'd like screw the Cowboys, but you guys are going to be fun to watch for sure. Yeah.
0: We, we've got so many storylines developing and like just so many, so many. You fun guys things. have
1: storylines every year. ESPN cannot stop talking about you guys. Yeah.
0: But now with Hard Knocks, it's like, bro, we get to. Walk. I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you guys are on Hard
0: Knocks. Yeah. Um. But next up, Joe Burrow versus Herbert, the second-year QBs. Obviously, um, you know, Burrow went out with injury last season. His season was cut short. But, you know, he showed flashes. And Herbert won uh, Rookie of the Year, uh, also winning the poll 19-11. to Um, I don't know. It's close, man. But I really like Burrow for next year. I really like Burrow.
1: Yeah, me too. I really like Burrow. He's going to get a ton of offense. Just a little slight – I mean, slightly worried if with the – you know, coming off that ACL injury, but, uh, you know, and you can get him a couple rounds later than Herbert, but I still am going to take Herbert just because, I mean, he's, he can still improve. I mean, he had a ridiculous year last year, but, you know, going into his second year, new, you know, new, uh, new coaching staff. Um, you know, the O-line, like, you know, obviously Burrow, his O-line's, you know, pretty terrible. And then Herbert now has got probably, like, low-key one of the best units in the league. They really, you know, front office went out, beefed up the O-line because they know how special Herbert is. So, I think for that, I, I got to go with Herbert. But if you're – I mean, Burrow is the value play because you're getting him a few rounds later. But I think Herbert's just going to be super special this year. and It's going to be yep. hard for me to – I think the, the fact that he's going past, like, Rogers, Russ – you know, that's like damn, like I would definitely have him
2: over those two guys. So yeah, like you're saying about the Chargers front office. shot my boy Tom Telesco, he's like two feet in front of me the other day. But anyway, um Yo. I'm just super nervous about uh Joe Burrow. No, yeah, Telesco lives like 10 minutes from here, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, oh again, <laughs> sus, whatever. All right, but no, uh. <laughs> The so, what's it called? Uh, the offensive line of the Bengals just scares me so much. Like the first reports coming out of camp was that like he literally couldn't get a pass off, and like they weren't even sacking him because he would have been screwed. But like, Aussie, he has all he has more weapons than the Chargers have at this point. But I just don't know if I can trust the O line of the Bengals to protect him. Like it might be one of the worst O line units we've seen in a long time. Like Seattle Seahawks when Russ Wilson was just running around like crazy. And Joe Burrow doesn't have the mobility to throw in the run like that at this point, especially coming off an injury, even though we know he's a good runner. But like, I don't know. I think you rock with Herbert. We saw what he did. He's got that chip on his shoulder. Madden gave him that 80 overall rating. Straight disrespectful. Ridiculous. Just That's so disrespectful.
0: Also, Herbert, Herbert got 83. The same as Derek Carr. No, he got oh yeah, I thought
2: Herbert got to 80. 80. Herbert got an 80. I
0: thought Herbert got 83.
2: No. Nah. Baker, Baker, oh, like, even Whoa. 83 is too low.
0: That's Yeah, that's bad.
2: I'd say 86.
0: That's bad, yeah.
1: You're um, going to get that patch update in, like halfway through the season. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know Chad go out there. Hey, Pinesu, hey that will pick looking a lot worse as time goes on. Uh, or I guess not picking him. but
2: And Jamar apparently hasn't looked great at camp from what I've heard. Apparently it's taking him a while because he was out of football for a full year. And I feel like for a wide receiver, you know, not going up against corners in, like, an organize, organized fashion like that, it's going to be hard for him to take that next step, especially when yeah. – even though he's got all this –
0: Joe Hayden, fucking Marlon Humphrey. Oh.
2: It's, That's why I like Higgins more. That's why I like Higgins Marlon more, Marlon Murray, baby. Right, we'll get to Higgins in a minute, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Next up, we got Aaron Jones versus Jonathan Taylor, another guy that had lower ADP but won the poll 14 to 11. Aaron Jones obviously has had video game touchdown numbers these past few seasons. Like, touchdown monster, Um, has had, like, multiple 40-point games. Um, and Jonathan Taylor, a guy that started off pretty rough last season but picked it up towards the end, um, both probably, like, late first round the early second round running backs. Um, But I'm taking Aaron Jones. Uh, What about you, Carson?
1: Yeah, I mean, Jones has been, you know, really consistent the last couple of years. I mean, you know, he's always in that, you know, five to 10 range. Um, And it's, you know, a pretty safe bet. I think Taylor, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a little more upside because I think it's definitely going to be a much, much more run heavy scheme Um, in Indiana, just, you know, with their quarterback situation and the other great O line they have. Uh, But I'd probably, it's tough. I mean, he has more upside, but I think Jones is a safer play because I think, I don't think Dylan, I don't think Dylan factors in as much as like Hines and like potentially Mac might. So we'll see. I mean, Taylor finished the end of the year, really, really strong. So um, yeah, that, you know, who knows what that, sometimes, you know, that carries over sometimes it doesn't, but um, probably probably go with Jones Jones slightly. It depends on where they're going, you know. I, I mean, if Taylor's – you know, if I think Taylor's going to fall, like a few more picks than Jones, then probably just wait for that. But
2: Yeah, the way I see it, I feel like A.J. Dillon is a guy that's going to steal goal line carries from Jones, while Hines and Mac are going to steal third down, uh, t- like, plays from Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor's a good receiving back, but he's not anything Neon, not Neon Hines with, is – yeah. Um, and Marlon Mack is still a solid option. I feel like they're kind of both in committee situations because I feel like they wouldn't have spent the pick on A.J. Dillon if they weren't going to use him. So, And we saw some great flashes out of him from last year. So I feel like you has yeah. got to rock from Jones because he's got a much higher floor, and we know what he's going to provide. Even though Jonathan Taylor's been this guy that everyone's predicting the breakout for, and especially with the Quentin Nelson injury. I mean, people say they could be back week one, but we do know they're going to be fully healthy week one. I feel like... At this point, the Packers got a chip on their shoulder. They're running back out there, the last dance, run of joke.
0: <laughs> the last dance. Hey, they got Randall Cobb. They just need—is Jordy Nelson retired or not?
2: Hey, unretired Jordan. Got to do it. He's retired, right? Yeah, he's retired.
0: But yeah, bring that man back. Um, and what's his face? Uh, the, the tight end on the Jordan Cook. Is that his name? On the Saints, Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Yeah, Jared
2: yeah. Cook. Who's
1: on the Chargers now? It's- oh yeah, yeah solid up yeah.
0: Um last poll we had former college teammates the closest one out of all the polls DK Metcalf versus AJ Brown DK wins it by 1 14 to 13 insane that these dudes like were fucking teammates and now they're both wide receiver ones and like killing dudes out here but um obviously both great picks but I'm giving it to AJ Brown personally
2: yeah. Uh, I'm going to rock with DK. I just like what DK has, the physical tools in him. I feel like he's really just got to improve his hands a little bit more at this point. I mean, I love A.J. Brown. I, I'd take either of them if I had the chance. I feel like – I believe A.J. Brown's got a little bit lower ADP, so he's a good steal uh, in that range. But D.K. Metcalf, I feel like you don't have to worry about Derrick Henry you know taking those opportunities away. I feel like D.K. can be a huge red zone threat this year. While I feel like out there uh, – in Tennessee, you could see guys like Julio Jones being the guy they throw to out there, or just run it to Derrick Henry. Um, I'm really more confident in what DK can take the step as than uh, AJ Brown. Adding Julio Jones just gets me a little bit worried, so uh, I'm running with DK at this moment.
1: Yeah, I love I love AJ Brown. Um, I mean, there's I mean, there's a scenario where if you get like things like one of the first three picks, here, you could probably you know maybe get both these guys. Um, you know, in your second, third round, whatnot, just would be super fun. Um, I think DK, DK was super consistent last year, man. I mean, you know, he never really like. I think he popped off for like a massive kind of like locket style game, like a couple times, but for the most part, he was like a walking like fifteen to twenty points consistently. Um, whereas you know AJ, I think definitely has uh, a higher floor, but you know, like you said, Liam, he's got Henry and he's got Julio Jones. Uh, you know, kind of. Cramping his style in the in the red zone, whereas you know, DK is probably the number one threat. I mean, Carson, who knows with him, uh, you know, always you know on and off with injuries and you know, don't really think of Lockett as as a red zone guy. So I mean, definitely with DK, just because he's, you know, super, super consistent. And I think just gonna improve even more. I mean, Russ speaks super highly of him. They love each other. Um, and I think he is really just gonna, you know, feed DK this year. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna go with that a little bit safer.
0: Yeah, I think if Arthur Smith was still there, though, I think I'd go with AJ. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, Arthur Smith gonna do big things in Atlanta this year too. Um, but yeah, yeah. Up next, we've got uh, we're gonna try to go a little bit uh, a little bit more rapid fire. We just got some other <laughs> matchups that we. No, 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 you're good. Those were all like, uh, <laughs> the but up, up these next cool. ones, are, uh, like ones we just thought of right before the right before the pod. So, first up, Kamara versus Henry. Who y'all got real quick?
2: I'm taking Henry just because I don't know because these guys didn't like – I mean, T- Taysom Hill didn't give Alvin Kamara a lot of receptions when he was at quarterback, and I think they're going to run with Taysom Hill for some reason. And I don't know what – Jameis Winston doesn't really want – he just wants to throw the ball downfield, so I'm rocking with Henry. He's more safe. Henry? Yeah.
1: Uh, he is more safe. But I think with Michael Thomas being out, uh, Kamara is really going to step up and actually be like kind of like their number one receiver again. Uh, I think even if he has like 80 percent of what the year he had last year, that's enough to warrant him like a top, you know, top three, or five running back. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Kamara just for the, the PPR play. Uh, but Henry is definitely, definitely safe. I, I do get the concerns, but I think with Thomas out, it's clear Kamara you know, has to, again, step up and be their, their top receiver.
0: I think I'm going to go Kamara, too. Um, just you can't go wrong with him. I mean, you can do everything. And we saw the numbers last season, and we compared him to freaking Jamal Charles, bro. Um, yeah. But up next, we got Tyreek Hill versus Diggs. Two, two uh, first-round wide receivers. Who y'all got?
2: Tyreek. I, I feel like, man, I know he had a crazy year last year, but so did Diggs. I just think that Tyreek – you can't really teach speed, so you're not going to be able to teach a cornerback how to stop him. What are you supposed to do, start 10 yards in front of him? No, because he'll just catch the ball and make you lose uh, in the open field. So I'm rocking with Tyreek.
1: Same. I'm going with Hill. I think the the Chiefs are going to come out just like guns blazing. They're pissed they lost the Super Bowl in an embarrassing fashion. I think they are just going to like unleash – Hell on you know every defense and you know Hill's gonna be a, a big part of that. Um and you know it's him, Kelsey, and you know, there's talks from training camp, Hardman stepped up as wide receiver too. You know, I believe that when I see that. Uh, whereas Diggs, you know, you, uh, you still have Cole Beasley, very underrated play. manuel Sanders is coming in. Um and he just you know had such a career last year. I expect a, a tad tiny regression. So uh but diggs is still gonna be freaking awesome. So but I, I like Hill a little bit better.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I think I'm also going Hill just because Diggs. I really love you know as a player, but now that he's you know touted as a top 10, 12 pick or whatever, I just I can't do it. Um, so I'm going Hill for that reason. But up next, your guy, your guys is guy Brandon Ayuk versus T Higgins. I'm going T Higgins. Man,
1: okay. I'm gonna go T Higgins too, but I think Ayuk finishes the year stronger because I think once Lance gets in there, I think Lance and Iuke are going to be super, super special. Um, You know, run heavy skiing, uh, you know, Kittle's the number one receiver in in that offense. Whereas uh, with the, with the Bengals, they're just going to, they're going to be kind of similar to the Cowboys where they're just constantly airing it out. And I think Higgins, you know, Jamar Chase is going to be most likely seeing everyone's number one, uh, you know, cornerback, whereas T Higgins, uh, you get a discount on him where I think he's going to have similar production to what people think Chase is going to have. So
2: I love Teague Higgins this year. It's hard.
1: I-Uk, I think I think I better second half, but I like Higgins for uh, the whole season more.
2: Yeah, I'm rocking with Ayuk. I got to stand for my boy and say, Fran, he's just such an explosive wide yeah, receiver. For you, good for you. He can make a dynamic play because he can go out there and take a rushing attempt. And he can also go out there, you know, catch a screen pass. He can just go deep. He's been having a phenomenal camp. You know, going against cornerbacks like Jason Verrett, who had a career year last year and was one of the top 10 cornerbacks in the league by stats-wise. I just got to rock with IU because I think there's too many mouth seeds on the Bengals. And uh, can anyone get open in time uh, by the time the offensive line corrupts out there? Well, the San Francisco 49ers have a very good offensive line. So I'll rock with IU. All
0: right, up next we got – one of the best route runners in the league, Jared Judy versus a guy that had a great season last year, Robbie Anderson. Both guys with, you know, pretty low ADP, like steel. They're in like that steel range where they can really step up. Um honestly don't know. Like part of me wants to really roll with Jared Judy just because I know he's like miles ahead of Robbie Anderson, like talent wise uh, and potential wise. But Robbie Anderson has, you know, done it before. So, yeah, Who who y'all got?
2: Liam. yeah this is a really tough one cuz i feel like Robbie Anderson the storyline looks good cuz he's going back with his old teammate Sam Darnold, and there could be some really good chemistry there but the, i just can't deny Jerry Judy's talent i've been super highly touted to him ever since he came out of alabama i wanted him to go to the 49ers but I'm obviously we ended up trading um well not trading i believe we we stayed at our pick and we drafted Javon Kinlaw instead but Jerry Judy, he's just got he's been apparently dogging on people at camp. They think he's an all-pro wide receiver this year. Um, if as long as he has hands, there's nobody that can stop this man's routes. And I, I think you gotta rock with Jerry Judy because he's got more upside. I think if you're worried about consistency, you rock with Anderson. But if you're looking for a guy that can legitimately finish as a top 10 wide receiver, I think you're rocking with Judy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Judy, I mean, he's another guy. Yeah, like you said, another one of these guys that's just been tearing up camp, a way higher upside. I just um I fret over uh, the fact that you know he has Drew Lock and then he you know, also Teddy Bridgewater is you know proven you know he's a very very solid quarterback. Um, but I just love Anderson a little bit more just because he's already proven a you know much safer pick and you know he was already a top twenty wide receiver last year. But then he's you know Curtis Samuel leaves, so those targets are. Uh, you know, gone a little bit more for him. Plus, he's getting, uh, you know, his old coach from Temple and Matt Rule and Darnold, who, you know, have, they had a great rapport. Uh, you know, one of the only bright spots really for the Jets the last couple of years is kind of, you know, was their their dynamic. So, I love, I'm like a massive, massive Rob Anderson fan this year, so I'm going to have to go with Anderson, but uh, Judy definitely is going to be a steal, too. And he's a second-year guy, so you know how we love our, our second-year players coming to fantasy. Yeah.
0: Uh, up next, we got all of the Jacksonville guys, LaVisca Chennault obviously is being insanely hyped up right now. Um, DJ yeah. Chark, who, who broke out like two years ago. And then Marvin Jones, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Random 30 point game. <laughs> uh, yeah. I honestly don't know who is their wide receiver one right now. I have no idea. End? Like who is it? It's yeah, it's probably at the end. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this is a really tough one. Like, part of me wants to go Chenault just because I want to see him do well. But Chark, like, that, that one season from Chark, he was, he was insane.
1: He was really good. Yeah, he was really, really good. He was like probably the, one of the best waiver wire pickups of two years ago. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'll rock with Chark. I feel like Chark fits the same role as the same mold as uh, one of Trevor Lawrence's favorite targets in Clemson, Justin Ross a big body receiver that can go up there and get it Uh, a little bit more explosive on sharks. And I love all these receivers. I think it's going to be a really talented offense that, you know, it's going to go a little bit under the radar because, you know, they have a solid O line. There's no wrong. There's like, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, They have two running backs that could make some damage out there. They got three receivers that could do really well. And they got a bum tight end that hopefully doesn't make the roster and Tim Tebow. Uh, or else
0: he's, gonna, he's making that damn roster, bro. Yeah, he he's, yeah he's gonna make it. He'll he's
2: make gonna it. be stashed. And you're gonna have like a catch. and everyone's gonna go crazy. But um, I, I'm gonna rock a chart. All right.
1: Um, I think honestly, if I'm you know drafting any of these guys, I think I'd rather just wait on Marvin Jones because I think all these guys are gonna be very, very close in production. I think you can get Jones. But, you know, he's going to be the last one to go most likely just with the hype that Chenault's been getting. Charks, you know, a guy that, you know, super high upside with, you know, like we talked about a couple of years ago, is really, really good. And Marvin Jones, just kind of one of those like boring fantasy guys that you're just like, you know, you really want to draft them because just like, yeah, seriously, Marvin Jones kind of like, you know what he is. But I yeah. think for the value, you're getting him probably like two, three rounds after Chenault and then like a round or two after Chark. So I just like the value way more with Jones. So I think I'd rather just wait to draft Jones. Um, but definitely one. I want to come out with at least maybe one Jaguar. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. One of the five options, you know, these three and then the two running backs. So Or even Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence is, should be good this year. So
0: Yeah. I think I'm also going to rock with Jones just because the reality of the matter is one of those – you know, first two guys is gonna get hurt eventually, and they're gonna have a great matchup. And Marvin Jones is gonna catch three touchdowns for two hundred yards, and we're gonna be sitting here, you know, praising him like he's fucking the rebirth of Jesus Christ. But yeah, um, Jones
1: is gonna win you like two or three weeks.
2: Yeah,
0: and you don't know when it's gonna happen.
2: <laughs> hey, yeah, it's like Will Fuller. they Will Fuller, they the same exact person. They are copying, copying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's almost
0: like it's almost like Sammy Watkins on week one. <laughs>
2: Okay, I was looking yeah. at it. Sammy Watkins has only had, like, two good week ones. And, like, the second one wasn't even that great.
1: Yeah, yeah but it was, yeah. like, back-to-back years. It's been, like, a couple years in a row now. It
2: was two years in a row. I looked it it's up. It's kind of just, like, back
0: back just like a meme because after week one, he either doesn't play or
2: just gets hurt. Oh, no, he's a bum. He, like, under 10 points every game.
0: Yeah. Um. But up next, we got the, I believe, Heisman winner, Devonta Smith versus yeah. Elijah Moore. Um, Elijah Moore obviously getting so hyped up right now. Um, did that corny thing where he writes down everybody drafted a- ahead of him, which I will never understand. Like, they're just living in your head. I like the idea
1: of it. I like the you know, the chip on the shoulder aspect. We'll like,
0: having, like, dude, writing it down, reading it to yourself every day. Like,
2: it looks in the mirror yeah. every morning and says it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, it is
0: a little much, it's a little crazy. A little much. Um, i think i'm gonna go elijah moore though just because he's probably gonna be like your second to last pick in the draft and he's got tremendous upside what about y'all i
2: agree you get the adp is a steal with elijah moore i, th- I think in the next couple of weeks he's gonna rise up it a little bit more especially with preseason comes around i think he'll start to shine a little bit and Devontae smith i think isn't gonna play in the preseason because of an injury So, I got to rock with Elijah Moore, but I think both are super talented. If you feel like, if you feel like, you know, if you're in that range where Devontae Smith is and you don't really like everyone there, take a shot at Devontae Smith. But if you're looking for that guy to get, you know, right before you start drafting your defense and your kicker, get Elijah Moore. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going with Moore too. Um, It's just really, really, really hard for me to really draft anyone on the Eagles roster. Um, I really have a lot of faith in Smith. I think he's, uh, you know, I, I think him and, and Hertz are going to have their moments, but I know like, like you said, the more hype is going to be insane the next couple of weeks, because there's going to be a moment in the preseason where Wilson just like absolutely just like airs one out to more. It's going to go viral. And, you know, the hype is then really, really going to start, but yeah, just with, uh, with more, you're getting them way later. Um, and I think him and as well as Michael Carter, they're, you know, rookie running back that's really, like, emerging um, as their as their lead guy. I think these are two guys that could potentially be the running back, you know, RB1 and then, you know, maybe even the wide receiver one of an offense, and you're getting them, you know, in the, you know, double-digit rounds, you know, and to be fair, it's Jets offense, but I think, uh, you know, still the fact that you're getting, like, those top guys with, you know, the amount of volumes you're going to get is definitely a massive steal. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with more
0: to uh up next we got some more young running backs. David Montgomery versus DeAndre Swift. Um another really tough one. Um but I don't know man. I think I think I'm going to roll a DeAndre Swift on this one. Just just my gut.
2: I feel it. I I like Monty. I feel like even though like it was against bad defenses last year um, you know out of training camp like you, you see all the clips he's like yeah like I'm out there just trying to prove that like I'm not just like some guy that dominated on some like little kid teams basically on those defenses I think he can go out there and you know really be reliable especially when Justin Fields he's going to start no matter what at some point this season I believe some were early on than expected and you know handing it off to David Montgomery when you need someone to go out there and just get a good down for you Um, I think you got to go with David Montgomery I love what the offensive line looks like for the Lions, but I don't know what that crazy Dan Campbell dude's up to. And I know Anthony Lynn's going to try and run him into the ground with Swift, but uh, Jamal Williams also there. I'm not scared of Tariq Cohen. I'm pretty sure he's injured right now. So, I think it's Monty's backfield.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, I think Montgomery just getting him at a a much greater value than Swift, and I think they're both going to get, you know, very similar, uh, very similar volume. Uh, it's just so tough with Swift just because, um, you know, I just still, even though I think Lynn uh, is going to try and, you know, identify and establish a a bell cow RB1, It just never been able to trust the Lions the last few years to have a set, you know, bell cow back. So it's just really hard for me to commit to that. Whereas we already saw with Montgomery, like he is that guy for the Bears. Um, And, you you know, with Fields coming in, well, either a quarterback like Fields, you know, the a whole upside goes up. And then with Dalton, you know, he's probably going to not be throwing it that much it off. So I like Montgomery for the value and the similar production just, and the Lions, like they're based off of last season, they have like one of the hardest schedules, you know, uh, you know, the defense is like against the run. So uh, I'm going to go with Montgomery here too. I just, it, it's going to be tough to draft Swift, especially with like the guys that are going around him, like Swift, like in most drafts is going in like, you know, the DK, Justin Jefferson, like those receivers, like that range. And I just much rather have one of those receivers and swift.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's true. I think mean, if his ADP was a little bit lower, it'd be easier to take him. Um, mm-hmm. he was closer to like, you know, the, the running backs that are in the committee like Edmonds or, you know, those type of guys, but I yeah, just, I, mean, like, I, would I
1: really, like really like him, but
0: yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, running backs that are in the committee, we got Kareem Hunt versus Miles Gaskin. Um, Both guys that, you know, really had consistent seasons last year. And Hunt, like even behind Chubb, was damn near an RB1. Like he was a very good, you know, very good option every single week. You could really count on him. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously our, our group chat is literally named Gaskin homework, so.
1: Which has nothing to do with Miles Gaskin, by the way, but it's yeah. it's funny.
2: Funny coincidence. Yeah. All right. Um Shout out Gaskin homework. Shout out Gaskin slide that shit though. They started this week though. Yeah. So no Gaskin slide in the packets. But <laughs> all right. I'm rocking with Gaskin though. Um I feel like he's just got so much upside being like the clear cut guy in that offense. Um, especially with the young quarterbacks that's gonna want to dump it off to him. while well, I feel like Baker's growing so much more confidence. He has so much more weapons. Um, You know, Hunt, we know he's going to be consistent while I think um, Gaskin is going to have a much, I I keep being like a broken record here, but he's got a much higher ceiling. Uh, I think he can even have a higher floor at this point. Um, I I just like what I've seen from Gaskin. And, you know, if an injury happens to uh, Kareem Hunt and then he comes back, it's going to be, Chubb has all that momentum with him or something like that. When I feel like if Gaskin, you know, came back from an injury like we saw last year. He got so much attention to him when he came back. So I uh, love his receiving ability. You know, not the greatest rusher. Well, I feel like Hunt's got that on them, but I think I got to roll with Gaskin for being the clear-cut RB1 in his offense.
1: Yeah, same. Gaskin's just going to get way more opportunities. I still really love Kareem Hunt just because he's still going to be a viable flex option regardless of if Chubb's there or not. He's still going to get the work out of the backfield and maybe, you know, get a few carries in there. Um, and he's the best handcuff in the league uh, for sure. Um, But just Gaskin is just going to get way more opportunities. So um, I'll roll with Gaskin too, even though I love Hunt. I love both of the Cleveland running
0: backs. Yeah. Um, Up next, we got a guy that Liam really loves versus a guy that Carson's been raving about for a while, Uh, Travis Etienne versus Mike Davis. I mean, both guys on new teams. Obviously, Etienne's a rookie, but – etienne has been getting insanely hyped, I guess. Out of camp, I haven't seen any film. Dude,
1: I am I am fully on board with the ETN like ETN hype train, like whether like from Liam like selling me on him to like, you know, all the reports I've read from training camp where he's lining up at receiver, he's like their best receiver, he's getting carries too, like I'm just like falling in love with the the thought of of his fancy production. Um, But I think just, I got a similar to the last one. I think I just got to roll with Mike Davis more uh, just because I think, uh, you know, he's kind of like Carter, like he's RB1, like a bell cow back, like in uh, Atlanta's offense that's going in, you know, sixth, seventh round. Um, and you know we saw it. Arthur Smith loves the run, so you know Mike Davis is gonna be getting those opportunities. He's no Derrick Henry, but he's still you know playing for a coach that you know loves to establish the run. So um, I I love Mike Davis this year, but man, Etienne, all the hype is the hype is real, man. I I need to have him in a league because he has like he low key has Kamara like kind
2: of written all over him,
1: and with Trevor Lawrence too, they got the connection like. I would do that, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, in terms of rookie players in all of, uh, the major pro sports, I think he's the second highest rookie I'm on besides my boy, Scotty Barnes, uh, Travis Etienne. you know, he can go, he can be a ridiculous, like sort of freak of nature. I don't think there's going to be any real comparison for him because I think unlike Kamara, this guy might actually line out, out wide, like as an X, Y receiver. And I wouldn't be surprised yeah. that, you know, he's out there cooking dudes because it's not a super talented division in terms of cornerbacks. I mean, Sure, the Colts got some guys, but, like, they don't really have a clear-cut lockdown corner. Uh Look at the Texans. Uh, Desmond King uh somehow ended up over there, but I'm really sure that they're going to do anything. And then the Titans, they, they don't have a damn dude out there. I, I can't name a cornerback on their roster right now. Harley,
0: hmm? Harley coming off of an injury.
2: Exactly. (laughs) But no, I think ETN is going to be special. He's a guy that can, you know, they might run the wildcat with him. Uh, He can do so much out there in that offense. And I think the endless potential out there for ETN, I need that man. I I might take him as RB2. Like, not RB2, not not the RB2, but I might want him as my RB2. Like, I'm that high on him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Max, I would just – I would take him as my flex or a a bench option, but – yeah, I just really hope, like, they don't try to do too much in Jacksonville. Like, don't try to get cute and run fucking, like, in crazy sets out here with, like, four four running backs or whatever. I don't fucking know. But Urban do I wouldn't
1: be surprised if they did, though. I think they're going to get freaky this year.
0: Dude, just, like, <laughs> if it works, it works, but don't,
2: don't overdo it, bro. Like, just keep it yeah, simple. But be if we're going to
1: try it, you know? it's going to be this year because there's yeah. no expectations.
2: Yeah, because if they do bad, they get to go up and they get a draft, like, a valuable, like, defensive or an offensive line guy for them next season. So, like, if they do bad and then they win, it's, it's a win-win situation no matter how the season ends up for them.
0: Yeah.
2: Unless, unless like – Unless you know, Urban
0: Meyer gets fired.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, you never know. They could be, like, very bad. Um, up next, we got two more guys in, a, in RBBC, Chase Edmonds and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, like – has been getting has been falling like hard um Javante Williams his stock has been rising ever since they got drafted um but dude I think Melvin's still like gonna outwork that guy I mean he's been the RB1 of his team for pretty much his whole career so what do you guys think
1: um, I mean, Edmonds, I, I like Edmonds more for sure. I mean, yeah, you make a good point. It would be weird to not see Gordon. You'll get a ton of volume like him. Uh, you know, yeah, definitely like a ton of, of, uh, of opportunities the last few years. But Edmonds, I mean, I just don't really see James Connors a threat that much. I only really see Connor as a threat as like, you know, with potentially goal line work. Um, but that's about it. I think Edmonds could get, you know, bulk of the carries and he's getting, you know, a ton of work in the, uh, um, in the passing downs, uh, situation. So I just rather go with Edmonds, especially in PPR than Gordon, who, you know, Williams is going insane. His stock is rising so much that it just looks like, you know, Gordon isn't even really going to factor in too much. So I just much rather have Edmonds.
2: Yeah. Um, in terms of Edmonds, uh, Wait, hold up. Let me pull this up real quick. Uh, wasn't really, like, anything crazy last year, like, in the games that, like, he was starting. I mean, twenty uh, two 20-point games, which is good. But um, at the same time, looking at a guy like um, Melvin Gordon, we saw what he did in L.A. I mean, they say he's a clear-cut back, uh, running back, coming out of training camp. And I feel like even if he loses the role, they still might run with an RB uh, – by committee out there in Denver because they got so many weapons out there. Why not? And I think, you know, there's more explosiveness with a guy in Devontae Williams, which kind of scares people away from Melvin Gordon. But I feel like Melvin Gordon, you can get a lesser ADP uh, in the next couple of weeks while a guy like Edmonds might just, you know, jump on the board. And who knows? I don't think Edmonds is going to get a lot of the goal line carries because it's probably going to go to James Conner, who's more of a power back. So um, TDs can sway a lot of things in uh, fancy, by the way. So I'll rock with Melvin Gordon.
1: Yeah. I'm just praying for a, a ton of a ton of catches because I don't think Kyler's gonna run as much anymore. so I think not him not running as much will just turn into you know potential checkdowns.
0: Yeah. Um up next we got 49ers Kittle versus Raiders Waller. Battle of the Bay tight ends, well former Bay tight end, but now Vegas tight ends. Yeah. It's, I mean, obviously the, the talent's there with Kittle, but his, his injuries have been a problem the past couple of seasons. And Waller's literally their wide receiver one. He literally lines up outside um, and just cooks cornerbacks. So it's hard for me not to pick Waller, even though I, I recognize how talented Kittle is at the tight end position and does it all.
2: Yeah, I feel like I I, I was super confused because before the episode started, I was sold on Kittle. But now thinking about it, there's like no, there's so many more options in San Francisco than there is in LA uh, for the, I mean, Las Vegas for the Raiders. Um, like what John Brown, Henry Ruggs? Do we know? I mean, I haven't heard word out of him about camp. Um, I mean, Brian Edwards, I know is a guy that people are thinking about as a super late sleeper, especially like if you're in like a 12 team league, but um, I think you got rock with Waller. He's going to get like a ridiculous amount of targets of uh, cars. Going to trust him. Like it's no one's business. And I think Waller's a safe pick, but I think Kittle, he's not – I feel like he's going to be out there. He's going to be healthy. He's going to make a huge impact. Um, But I feel like he's more consistent while – I feel like you're going to get a consistent basis from Kittle, but I feel like Waller might match that consistent basis while also having a little bit more explosion in his performances. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Liam saw absolutely everything I was going to say. Like. Kittle, way more options on the Niners, whereas Waller is, like, the clear by far the clear-cut number one guy. Like, he is practically – him and Jacobs are their offense. So, um, going to go with Waller for sure. Um, and they're going, like, basically right next to each other, so just way more upside. So, yeah, I'd go with Waller too. Even though I love Kittle, it's my guy. But, yeah, got to go with Waller.
0: Um, Another tight end matchup, Cole Komet versus Adam Troutman. <laughs> Adam Troutman <laughs> looking like their only receiving option not named Alvin Kamara right now. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going Troutman. I'm honestly not drafting either of these guys if I don't have to, but if I had to pick, I'm picking Troutman.
2: Yeah, uh, I was just yeah. thinking about looking at, like, second year tight ends. I feel like it was a good comparison because, like, both guys, unproven with a lot of potential. Um, I like Komet here. I don't really... The, the Saints offense just scares me right now, and I feel like especially when the rookie quarterback Justin Fields comes in tight ends have always been a huge eye to rookie quarterbacks because they like dumping it off to them. And even though I know Fields is super talented, I feel like Komet can get a lot of good work in this offense. Jimmy Graham's going to regress. I don't even know if he's on the, I think he is on the roster still, but he's just getting older and older. I think Komet's going to, you know, he learned a lot. He's probably going to learn a lot under Jimmy Graham. And I think he's going to have a good year. Um, Maybe, you know, tight end two up there, but neither guys are guys that, I'd be happy with as a tight end one of my roster,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: I'm actually um, all great points. I'm actually just going to go with Trotman uh, just because I really, really like, Um, I think Trotman's like, these are both great options. If like, you know, you just really, uh, you know, want to stock up on running backs and wide receivers and like, you know, your tight end is, you know, you have like two or three bench options left and you still haven't gotten a tight end. And, you know, these are your options. I think, you know, it's like, you know, obviously not as great of a look as like, you know, the Wallers and Kittles and Kelsey's, but two guys I think are definitely going to step up um, and, you know, maybe double their production from last year. I just really like Trotman just because, yeah, like you guys said, he really is the only other receiving option, viable receiving option. uh, than Kamara and whoever, whichever quarterback they have, uh, they're both going to look to Trotman as a safety blanket as well as Kamara. So um, I
2: really like Trotman this year. Hey, First of all, F you Traquan Smith. I started him, like, three games when Michael Thomas was out, and then I benched him, and then he played well. So, it's fuck you, Traquan Smith. Yeah,
0: never does yeah. that.
1: <laughs> They're never – the other receivers are never
2: viable.
0: Yeah. It's always some random, like Tommy Lee Lewis or whatever.
2: Marquez Calloway apparently is having a good camp. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. not getting a Saints receiver. Yeah, yeah I don't – I'll believe it when I see it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, final matchup we got – Liam's top 10 guy, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, former MVP, versus Kirk Cousins. Um, both guys that have literally like the same exact mold. I mean, they're just old QBs that are kind of average and mid. But always, like, if you want to draft them, I mean, you know what you're getting. Um, they're not going to put up amazing numbers, but they'll do the job. Um, I, think I'm, I think I'm rolling with Matty Ice, though. Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith, like he's he's, he's good. He's good. Uh, he's good coach. He's gonna gonna do some good things in Atlanta. Gonna get that offense going. Uh, so yeah, I'm going Maddie Ice. What about you, Carson? I know who you're picking, Liam. Yeah, I'm going Matt, Matt
1: Ryan too. Um, I mean Kirk. You know, even with Thielen, with uh, with Justin Jefferson. You know, or with you know Irv Smith there now with Cook. Uh, he's you know puts up the same exact stats. Whereas I think Ryan could. Definitely have a bounce back year. And you know, that offense, I think, yeah, really excited for that offense. Atlanta, it's going to be humming. Uh, I just would much rather have Ryan. Way more upside, and they're both just as safe of options. But I think Ryan is just right, just like a better version of Kirk Cousins, I think. So
2: enough said. Enough said. I don't even need to get my point. It's Matt Ryan.
0: Um yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? Oh nah, man, these are all like
1: really like t- there's not there wasn't really like a clear like oh well, okay the cd Lamb one was pretty clear yeah, I say the lamb. but uh everything else, like it was all super super close yeah
0: shout out to everybody that voted um we'll we're definitely gonna have some more polls up so be on the lookout for that um we're gonna start banging y'all in the head with fantasy content we're gonna bring mm-hmm. a mock draft out soon um preseason starts tomorrow well, Whoa. Like, yeah, I think it's.
2: Yeah, what's the game?
0: Is it Patriots?
2: Yeah, Mac Jones, baby. Jared Matt Stidham. Jones. Gonna be a banger.
0: Eagles and Washington versus Patriots. Yep. Mm.
1: Um, oh, there's two tomorrow. Okay. Steelers, be we'll see. See Najee get some work, potentially.
0: Maybe. We'll definitely see uh, Mr. TikTok, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that, that's gonna do it for today. Appreciate everybody who watched. If you got any more uh, any more matchups you want us to you want us to kind of you know decide on, I'll leave it in the comments. Any any questions you got about fantasy, we're, we're more than happy to answer those for you. So uh, be on the lookout for more stuff from our social media. And this is Coast Coast Podcast signing out. Peace.